I'm Laura Max Rose, mother of two, and you're listening to Look Ma No Hands, my candid dispatches from the front lines of motherhood. I ask the real, tough, honest questions on motherhood-related topics that we're all wanting to know more about, in hopes it will make everyone's journey fulfilling, easier, and more joyful. If you're not a mom, welcome. I want you to know how happy I am that you're listening and that these topics can be applied to any season of life. I'm grateful you're along for the ride. Good morning. Welcome to Look Ma No Hands. I am your host, Laura Max Rose. I'm so happy you guys are joining me today. I have my laundry machine going in the background and a million other things. I actually had to restart this recording because I was getting so many text messages and I couldn't turn off the ping noise on my computer. So I'm just recalibrating and joining you. I'm really excited to share today's episode with you. It's super fun and I'm interviewing my realtor, Lisa Hatem. She's here with the agency in Aspen, Colorado. She is the one who found us our home. And I decided to have her on the show because I am just fascinated by the way people have decided to move to new places because of the pandemic, particularly parents with young children. And I know for many people, maybe it didn't feel like so much of a choice if you have moved or maybe you're on the fence and thinking about moving. I've gotten some DMs from some of you recently asking me about what my experience has been like moving, moving with kids. I have a whole lot to say about that, which I'll share here in just a moment. But I'm just fascinated by this sort of permanent, it seems like, change in the way that we look at where we live and where we want to live. I I even, you know, four years ago, my husband and I bought our home in the Heights in Houston, Texas, and it just feels like it was a totally different world back then as far as what we were looking for um, when we looked for a home to raise our children in. And um, I know we're not alone in coming out west or wherever you're going to get more space. Maybe you're just going somewhere close to where you live where you can have more space. But needless to say, I've definitely heard from a lot of you who have been considering similar projects in your life. And I thought it'd be really fun to have Lisa on here to talk about her experience as a realtor, what it's been like selling homes in this area, how much things have changed, and what she predicts for the future and why she loves having a family here. So she'll be joining us um, in a few minutes, but to answer some of the questions that I've received from you, what it's been like, um, it has been the hardest physically challenging thing that I think I've embarked upon since becoming a parent um, or maybe really ever. I've read a lot of things recently saying, you know, if you're struggling because of the freeze or if you're struggling because of the pandemic, your pain, your struggle is valid, no matter how much other people are struggling. And I always want to be a voice for that. You know, I know that there are so many people who have gone through so much worse during this pandemic, but that doesn't necessarily mean, or doesn't mean at all, rather, that whatever you've experienced wasn't also very, very challenging. So I will never hesitate to tell you that this was absolutely one of the most challenging things I've ever done. That said, I'm so glad that I did it. And I was actually just talking to my husband about this. He was calling me for some advice about a work decision. And I responded by telling him, you know, when we were moving here, I prayed all the time, God, or whatever you choose to call God, or whatever works for you, for me, it's God. Um, If this is not the road that we're supposed to be walking down, like, please slam the door in our faces. Please make it impossible because I can't walk one more step down this road 
if this is not the road that I'm supposed to walk down. Every part of it was so nerve wracking. We had buyers that backed out of our home. Um, Everything that could have happened, happened. And it was just one thing after the next. And it was all kind of happening without any real guarantee that this was like the right thing for us to be doing. I mean, how do you ever know, right? We were just kind of going with a gut instinct. And I just kept praying that prayer, like slam the door if this isn't the right path for us to be walking down. And every time I said that, like another door swung wide open. Something would happen. We found an amazing moving company that was like half the price of all the other quotes we'd gotten. Like everything was just kind of pushing us in this direction. And I remember that whenever sometimes I think, oh my gosh, are we crazy? Do we really do this? Um, And so I was giving my husband that feedback, you know, around this conundrum that he was in. You know, another thing that I also pray was, uh, another thing that I also pray or tell God is, you know, if this is the right road for me to walk down, make it very easy for me, you know, open the door and make it very clear that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, And that's just been like a very helpful thing for me, especially this year. I was also talking to a friend of mine, Megan Burkle, who's going to be joining me on the show. Maybe is it the sixth time she's joining me? Um, Probably next week. She's moving herself from Houston to Dallas. And we were texting briefly about how challenging it is to move, especially during this time, especially with kids. And um, she was reminding me of being in the thick of it and how I was literally missing appointments. Like I would make plans with you to get lunch and just not show up. And, And usually, I mean... I will call you and tell you I'm not coming. I couldn't even fit the information in my brain. I couldn't remember everything that I had to do. I was just so overwhelmed. And at the end of the day, I would lay in my bed and I would say to myself something that my old yoga instructor used to say to me, which was, remember that today all that was done was all that needed to be done. And my standard for what needed to be done lowered so dramatically. Like, was everybody in my family fed? Is everybody alive? Is everybody safe and warm? Everybody's going to get good sleep tonight, whatever it is. Maybe they're not. (laughs) Maybe they're not going to get good sleep tonight. But as long as the survival boxes are checked, um, I felt like I did a good enough job. I actually didn't really feel like I did a good enough job, but I was really working on telling myself that. And um, just getting through that really hard time, which honestly felt like it was never going to end. And I still sometimes look at the enormous amount that we have ahead of us as far as settling in here and making our lives here. And it feels overwhelming. But today I was walking on our street in the snow. I was walking our dog Hampton. And I just decided to take in, you know, for a moment that I'm here and how beautiful it is. And in spite of the fact that my living room doesn't have furniture in it um, and all the other things that are up in the air, um, those things that I usually think of as making me feel stable and secure, these landmarks in our moving journey that I imagine will make me feel more settled. Um, Although a lot of those things haven't come to fruition yet, Um, look how beautiful it is. And let's just take in that we live here and that we're here and um, that we have all of this around us. It's just incredible. And I know that whether or not you're moving right now, you could probably relate to that because all of us have been in this prolonged period of really not knowing when we're going to feel normal again, right? Like we don't know when we're going to be able to go to a music concert. We don't know when we're going to be able to see certain people that we haven't gotten to see in so long or do the things that really fill us up. Somebody asked me yesterday, what do you do for fun? And I immediately thought about how much I used to love going to the movies. I love going to the movies by myself. I love going with a friend, but I also love going by myself. And I used to go all the time. It was just that thing that I did to unwind. I would go like in the middle of the day, whenever I could get that chunk of time to myself, that was uh, that smell of popcorn 
oh, sitting there anticipating my movie coming on. It was just so much better than Netflix at home, in my opinion. And I can't wait to hopefully do that again very soon, but not knowing when those things are coming and having to find other things that make us feel sane just for the time being and often one day at a time. Sometimes it's felt excruciatingly painful and difficult. Um, some days it's easier than others. But, you know, just for today, I have everything that I need and I'm okay. And um, that was what I was thinking about this morning, um, one day at a time. And sometimes it just feels enormous. So if it feels enormous to you right now, if it feels like too much, that's because it is too much. I just want to remind you of that um, and that you're not crazy. I was also talking to a therapist recently about motherhood and about um, how grueling it can be, particularly in these times and how sometimes I just feel like the pressure is so heavy, um, and that I am so tired. I feel weary. I use the word weary a lot. And she said to me, you know, I'm not minimizing anything that you're experiencing, but what you are describing is more common than not, especially right now among mothers. So if that's you, it's more common than not. She also brought up Instagram. She said that, you know, it's such a part of our culture right now to get on Instagram and to scroll and to look at what these other people are doing. And the amount of time that we spend on Instagram looking at somebody else's curated idea of what motherhood and family life is and comparing it to what we are actually experiencing in our real lives. She used this word. She says it takes a measurable toll. It's not negligible. It's a measurable toll on our sanity. And you know what? When she said that to me, I said, thank you. Thank you for giving me permission to put that down, that that is no longer useful to me um, and reminding me of what I actually want to be doing with this space that I have, which is telling the truth. You know, I think there are enough people out there who are curating ideas of what this whole adventure looks like. And listen, I follow some of them. I love it. Like I, um, I buy products they recommend. I, um, I have such a fun time with it sometimes, but, um, for me, you know, in this space, I just want to be honest about the challenges that I actually face as a parent that I know so many other people actually face about that weariness, that not good enoughness, that feeling that like you just can't get your head above water that so many people are feeling right now um, and make this a space for that feeling to always be okay, you know, no matter what. So one last thing I'm going to leave you with. My best friend was recently in a Zoom meeting that got Zoom bombed. I don't know if you've heard of this, but um, she was sitting in a Zoom meeting and um, a bunch of hackers came through and did some very honestly troubling and traumatizing, horrible things in this meeting. And she was, the, she was leading the meeting and, um, she very calmly, you know, went and muted each account that was hacking the meeting. And, um, I think there were about seven of them. And these people were just saying like very heinous, like bullying things to the other members of the meeting. And it was all very, very unsettling. And, um, as soon as she was able to mute everybody, um, it was her turn to speak up and to lead this meeting. And she had a big presentation that she was giving. So I'll say, and, um, during she had a big, she had a big presentation that she was giving. And I think it would have been my, my idea to have just like started the presentation and to have just tried to like revert back to normal, um, and try to, you know get everybody back on the same track. 
But she shared with me that she did something that I've just found so profound. Um, she stopped and she said, hey, does everybody want to just take a deep breath with me all together? And everyone in the meeting took a deep breath. And they all just acknowledged like how crazy this experience was and had a moment of quiet. And then she proceeded. And this friend of mine, she's not even a parent yet, but I thought, my God, you're going to be such an amazing mother. Um, And I've been thinking about that every single day since she shared that story with me in my own life, on my podcast, in my marriage, with my children. Like, hey, instead of just like, you know, calming myself down or trying to just get everybody back on track, right? Can we all acknowledge that that was really hard and take a deep breath altogether? Let's all acknowledge that this is a real struggle. So I'm going to invite you just to take a deep breath with me. You can close your eyes um, or do whatever, whatever makes you happy in this moment and take a deep breath in and breathe out. And while you're taking another deep breath, perhaps, or five more, I want to just remind you that today... All that gets done is all that is needed to be done. That you are the perfect parent for your child. That he or she picked you for them. That you have everything you need just for today, just in this moment, in this minute. You are okay. You are safe. Your feet are on the ground. Your butt is in your seat. Whatever your worries are, whatever is giving you stress, is troubling you, is causing you anxiety. I like to imagine putting them into my higher power, God, whatever the universe's hands, one by one. Just take those pieces and put them in those hands, those big giant hands, whatever visual you have. Maybe it's a big jar that's out there in the clouds. And letting it go just for this minute and giving yourself time and space to enjoy this conversation I'm about to have with Lisa or do whatever it is that you find nourishing. Um, You deserve that time and space. And if you can't get it today, that's okay. You are good enough. You are doing an amazing job. And I am so proud of you. Thank you for listening. And here's Miss Lisa Hayden of the agency here in Aspen, Colorado. My realtor and dear friend, Lisa Hatem with the agency here in Aspen. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm honored. Well, this you're just, be fun. I'm so excited to have you on here. A little background of how we met Lisa. You all know that my husband and I came to Aspen and um, needed to find a house basically like in five days. And uh, our <laughs> anchor sent us a list of three realtors And there was just this one who was like gorgeous and magnetic. And I saw her picture and I was like, she is going to be our realtor. And I called her and we were instant friends. Um, And I'm so grateful to have her in my life. And I really am fascinated by um, how much people are changing what they want in a home and a place to live because of the last year of our lives, because of this pandemic. 
And I've talked to Lisa a lot about that. And the reason why I wanted to have her on the show today was to discuss what she's experienced as a realtor living out here. Because just for example, I mean, there were three houses for us to choose from when we moved, decided to move out here. Everyone and their mother is coming out here. Now we're trying to renovate our house and everyone's like, yeah, it'll be about six months because there aren't even enough people to um, do construction that needs to be done because everybody's moving to Colorado from Texas. And I guess everyone's also moving from California to Texas. So there's like a little circle going around. Um, but I'm just fascinated with how much like what we want, what we wanted, like Ben and I wanted as parents changed and how so many people feel the same way that we did. They just wanted more space. They wanted to be out in nature. Um, mm -hmm. But you've really mm -hmm. been here for a long time. You were like an original so tell me what you love the most about being out in the mountains and why you think people are finally figuring it out. I, I'm afraid to tell you what year I moved here because it's, then it's dating myself. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> I moved here in 1991. Um, wow. So yeah, I'm an original. I feel like I'm, you know, a true local. This place um, has changed. I mean, how much has, has Aspen, like the valley changed since... 91. You know, in my, in my opinion, the way I see the Aspen Valley, um, it's changed in the sense that um, it's not just Aspen anymore. Um, it's the whole valley. Um, you know, when in 19, in the, in the 1990s, you know, people didn't venture past the roundabout, we call it. No. Um, but, you know, <laughs> when I told my dad that I was moving to Basalt, Colorado, he was like, I'm sorry, you're moving where? Like he remembered, no. you know, from times that he'd come to Aspen, there was this tiny <laughs> little town and he was like, well, people live there? Like, I don't, yeah. and today it's a 5,000 yeah. person town, but that's yeah. bigger than it was. Yeah, I mean, yeah. back in the 90s, Aspen was 6,000, um, okay. you know, population. And now it's really branched out to, um, the experience is the whole valley. Um, you know, a lot of the longtime locals um, moved from Aspen to Basalt, um, you know, which is, as you know, very close, um, 15, 20 minute drive. And you're kind of enjoying the whole valley now. Um, there's more to do in the mid valley. There's more to do down valley. And so to me, um, Aspen has really, truly expanded further out, the circles widened um, and, and gotten much larger and people are enjoying all that the valley has to provide. You like know, the ranch, foods. whole foods. We have yeah, whole no. foods. Whole foods, well, you know, it, it goes way back to the day when Target came oh. to the valley in Glenwood Springs and that changed our lives. It's a 30 I mean, minute drive was... from my house, which I take at least twice a week. I mean, it's a game changer. I feel like to I can live here Target. because of Amazon, Target and Amazon Prime. Like I have Prime. I mean, my stuff gets here just as fast as it did in Houston. If I'm in Aspen, it doesn't. If I'm in Aspen, it takes about a week, but in Basalt, it takes very little time. And then right next to us is Carbondale, which, you know, Ben mm -hmm. and I always talk about is just this beautiful sort of like uncharted, I feel mm -hmm. like people knew more about Carbondale, they would just like come here immediately. Uh, but I can't get over how different my experience like of having young kids is being here. And oh, yeah. you kind of sold me on that. So tell me a yeah. little, you have two boys. How old are they now? I have two boys. Actually, my oldest um, turned 15 on Saturday. Oh, wow. Um, so he um, was born, both of my boys were born at Aspen Valley Hospital. Um, June was, um, 
it still is to this day born as the second second biggest baby born in Aspen Valley Hospital. You're kidding. So How much did he weigh? Ten and a half pounds. <laughs> Which is very, which is crazy in high altitude because, uh, you know, um, you know, typically it's low birth rate babies, um, in, in high, high altitudes. So, so he would have been have even a, bigger if you'd had him somewhere he else. He would have, he would have been, yeah, he would have been a toddler. I would have given birth to a toddler, <laughs> which I felt like. I is he a big boy him. now? He is. He yeah. is. He's tall. He's, and it's funny because right now at this very moment, we are the same height and the same weight. Wow. What does that um, feel like for your child that uh, came out of you to be the same size as you? Same exact size as me. It's just, it, it, it just, it's unreal. It's unreal. It doesn't seem, it doesn't seem real to me. Like he still is like my little baby, you know, and yeah. now it's, it's in this very moment in time we're the same and he's going to just pass me right on up. <laughs> um, but you know, they both my, my, my youngest is, will be 12 in a couple of months and watching them grow up in this valley and the, and the friends that they have and um, their true love for the outdoors, um, it's been such a blessing, you know? It's, well, talk to um, me about like the, cause you live in a neighborhood where they, like it's seriously still 91. I, I mean, mm -hmm. the safety, like just like that they go out and they are out with their friends until they come home. It's not, it's a totally different, it's such a blast from the past. That's um, exactly, it hasn't changed. Um, I think the biggest, thing about this valley is the safety yeah. um, that and the freedom that our kids have you know it's such a blessing um, and we really truly appreciate the fact that they can explore their independence here yeah um, you know you know my my youngest his middle name is Sparrow um, which is a bird you know you let them fly away from the nest um, and let them spread their wings. Um, but they always come back home to the nest. And this is, there's not very many places left in the world that allow you to let Leave your the kids do that. You no. know, it's too scary. The world is a scary place. When we were kids, we were, you know, we were all over the place and um, never had to worry about whether we were safe or not. Um, you know, but this is very few places I think left in the world today where you can allow your kids um, to have that freedom and explore their independence like you can in this valley. And um, it's, it's the most wonderful thing. Well, you were telling really me, were is. your kids, like, were your boys like nine years old when you like let them ski by them, like get on the bus and go ski <laughs> or something? I was like blown away. Yeah. Was it you yeah. who told me that? Yeah. The public bus system here, like nine and nine years old, they're on the bus going to ski with their friends. I love um, it. The bus system here is amazing. You know, it is. Like, we love it. It is amazing. It's the best. It's the best. So like, well, yeah, I don't have to be driving up and down the Valley, taking them skiing, you know, and on the weekends, they could just get on the bus and go and, um, they ski on the mountain by themselves and, you know, it, and it's great because, you know, they have the mountains, are just they give you so much they give our kids so much they're off their computers they're off they're unplugged yeah. you know and that's so important these days um and it's really it's really important to give your kids those outlets where they're not tied to their phones and tied well, to their I think iPods. for the first time so many parents have like considered that that might be a possibility because of COVID. I mean like we thought about so many people have moved around so many people have gone mm -hmm. to places where there's more nature and maybe they mm -hmm. thought they were going to be in the same place their whole lives. I mean I yeah. certainly thought I was going to be in Houston forever and that feeling of safety I mean just the way the difference in how I feel 
with my young children here. I mean, I still carry some of that fear with me, but um, <laughs> it is a huge difference. And when I shared that we were moving here, I must've gotten, I don't know how many messages about people saying, you know, we're right behind you, or we've been considering that too, as though I was sharing about like an outfit that I really liked. So what has it been like for you, I guess, since um, a year ago as a realtor in this area, mm. um, how have things really changed for you? Yeah, we're seeing a lot of people, um, you know, through the whole COVID um, time and the, the, the quarantine experience, um, people are, are making life-changing decisions um, to move to a place where they have more outdoor space, they have, um, you know, that kind of sense of community, because um, it does take a village <laughs> in, these in these days. And um, I don't, I wouldn't, going through this whole last year, I couldn't imagine living anywhere else. Um, you know, when we were in quarantine, um, you know, we, we were still able to go outside and go on hikes and go on bike rides and because we had all that space to do that. And, um, and I see why, why this Aspen Valley is so appealing in, in that regard um, for families. You know, it's just, it's been, it was, it, it was such a, such a gift. Um, it made it, it made it, um, you know, doable. <laughs> I don't Maybe know. We would have lost our yeah. minds and we would have lost our minds if we were in a high rise and in, in a city or, you know, just confined, um, to your, your home. Um, I mean, we literally you know. came here like to get out of that. We weren't in a high rise, but just to get out of the heat and get out of the craziness mm -hmm, and the traffic. Mm -hmm and just to be mm -hmm. somewhere else. So I totally, yeah. you lived in Hawaii though for a little while, then I you came did. back here. I did. And yeah. for seven years? Six years. Six we years. Were in, we, we were in Maui for six years. I moved there um, with the boys in 2013, um, sight unseen. Um, we just said, okay, wow, that project sounds great. Let's move to Maui. How bad can it be? <laughs> so you're a real and, adventurer. I mean, you had no yeah, idea, but you still yeah. came back to the cold. So it came so back to the cold. I, yeah. This is this is our roots, you know. Maui was a great chapter in our lives. Um, the boys were four years old and seven years old when we moved there, and um, you know they in the six years that we lived there, they became little island boys and um, became very comfortable in the ocean. Yeah, they learned how to they learned how to surf and they became incredible surfers, and they'll always have that for the rest of their lives. And it was um, you know Maui's now is a second home for us. We have so many great friends there. Um, and that island life was, was an incredible experience. Um, but we, but Aspen's home, um, Aspen's you know, it's, it's, this is where our roots are. This is where the boys were born. Um, you know, Maui is great, but I miss the seasons. Yeah. Um, I, I spent one, I spent one Christmas in Maui and I was so depressed. <laughs> it's so bizarre having like a hot Christmas. I was like uh, palm trees trying to decorate like a Christmas. I'm like, I need snow and I need, yeah. you know, I just, the, the holidays are just to me, like, you know, sitting in front of a fireplace and, you know, drinking hot toddies and, you know, like being at the Jerome kids skiing. Yeah. Watching yeah. It snow and the Christmas lights and it just, it's just way more festive. Um, and this is what we're used to. So I missed, um, I missed the seasons when I was in Maui, um, you know, and now it's 82 or 83 degrees, 365 days a year. It never changes really. Um, it gets some rain, but I love um, the idea of like, I love having winter and having it be followed by spring. And so I yeah. love, I always kind of need the next season. And I love mm -hmm. that. 
Um, I love it. So you have two boys, which is something I have no experience with because I'm a girl mom. (laughs) And I never really talk about, you know, there's this account that I follow on Instagram. They're called Big Little Feelings. And I love so much of the stuff that they have to share. But I have realized that the main person on the account, she's raising two girls. And I don't think she has any idea what it's like to really raise boys. I'm, I'm certain of this. And I think if she were to have one, her account might change a little bit. So tell me <laughs> if you had one piece of advice for boy moms out there, what would it be? Oh, try not to, try not to be a helicopter mom. Um, let them fly. Let them fly. Um, let them fly. And Even if they're spraying like them, paint all over the house, it's okay. Let them build their confidence. They're going to be wild and crazy and you just kind of have to roll with it. <laughs> you have to roll and with then, it and, and let go. You know, if you can't beat them, join them. Yeah. Um, you know, that kind of mentality and, you know, it just, and then, and, and have fun with it. You know, I love that my boys are super adventurous and, um, athletic and, um, I'm living vicariously through them and they keep me young. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> um, it's, uh, I always say God gives you what you can handle and, um, and you, you know, handle for it. some reason I was, I can handle, I can handle these boys. Um, and it's been such an amazing adventure and such a wild ride. And, um, you know, I, I, every day, every year gets better, you know, it's just a new adventure. Um, you know, I this next trip around the sun is who knows what's in store for us. Well, you speaking know, we of new adventures. Travel. Yeah. Speaking of new <laughs> adventures, you started the agency in Aspen. How many years ago? Was it two years ago now? Actually a year ago, a year um, ago, only one year. A, one, a little over a year, December, 2019, we opened up the agency. That was my reason to come back to the Aspen Valley, um, you know, prior to, um, opening up my own real estate company. I, my, my, my career was focused on development sales. Um, so big projects I would go sell. And that was a great, great career I made out of that and selling beautiful, five-star, five-diamond properties um, here in Aspen and in Maui. Um, and it's, it was a great ride, but I was, I was ready to have something of my own, um, something I could build and um, hopefully create a family legacy with. And, you know, hopefully one of my kids will <laughs> follow in my footsteps. I love it. Um, but, um, you know, Aspen to me was, um, it's, an easy, it's an easy lifestyle for me to sell um, because I live it. It's and amazing. Oh my it. God, you sold it and to me. And, um, yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, my dad always said, you know, when I was even a young girl, he's like, you're going to be a sales, you're going to be in sales. Don't know what you're going to sell. Oh yeah. You but you're definitely going to be in sales. And, um, you know, and I, that always stuck with me. And he, he asked me when I was a young girl, like, well, you know, what do you think you're going to sell, you know, when you get older? And I, I'll never forget. My answer was I'm going to sell dreams because <gasps> it's what I believe in. And he was like, it's, yeah, because that's true. If you can't sell anything, you don't believe in. So it's got to be something you truly, truly believe in. Um, otherwise, that is so beautiful. You. You're selling dreams. Wow. That I'm is that selling is dreams. And to this day, I'm like, wow, I actually am. You know, I'm selling somebody's dream, you know, dream home, dream life. Um, you know, we don't know. We might, as far as, far as we know, we live once. Yeah. We'll make it the best life possible live in the best place you could possibly imagine and go for it. Um, and I'm just, all I am is the vehicle. 
um, to help make families um, make that happen for them. And um, that's the reward for me because um, I do believe that Aspen is truly the best place on earth to live and raise a family. Um, there's no place like it. So well, I always I'm ask people really what grateful. they think, what changes they think are going to stick around from the past year and what did we think like we're going to revert right back to. Do you think people are going to maintain the sort of interest in living in areas where they have more space to run around? Or are we going to go back to like, oh my gosh, New York City, take me now. I miss like mm -mm. buildings. Do you think we're going to stick to this? Is that what mm -hmm. the trends are showing? I do. I absolutely. And it's getting, I mean, Aspen, you know, is the inventory is so low. Um, yeah, you, know, you can't get a house. So, much to, <laughs> so low and inventory goes very quickly here. Yeah. And, um, you know, the trend that we're seeing in real estate is, you know, people are buying there's these small little compounds, um, you know, a place where they feel like, you know, multi-generational families can gather um, and enjoy the outdoors and, um, and to just have this, it's almost like the, you know, the wild, wild west again, you know, I love it. I think like it's such a beautiful like a frontier. It is that yeah. people want to spend that time with their families and like have these homes mm -hmm. where they can really be with each other. I think that's, that's so beautiful. That's never going to change the outdoors, the mountains, the animals, the nature, um, wildlife, none of that's going to change. It's only getting better. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's always going to be there for you, no matter what. And um, that's not the case in city life. You know, city no. life, there's, there's so many variables. Um, and it's, it's, it, that's a scary proposition, in my opinion. Um, so I could see why Aspen in this lifestyle is so um, attractive um, at this time in our, in our lives. And um, it really, truly does give you so much. It's so therapeutic to like, <laughs> you can't wake really up here is. in a bad mood. You can't. You can't. I went to Buttermilk the other day, <laughs> Mountain here, um, if you're not familiar. And um, I, somebody asked me how my day was. And I said, you know, I just moved here. I was a ski instructor. And I said, I just moved here. But like, I'm just so like over the moon all the time. Is this going to go away? And he was like, I've been here for 30 years and it's never gone away. It really is like it, a magical place. It never gets old. It never it gets is old. A magic, it is a magical place. I wake up every day so grateful. Um, you know, the skies are bluer here. The snow is powder, like champagne powder. It's just, it's a magical place. Yes. Everywhere you see, everywhere you look, there's beauty. And there's just, I'm, I'm just in awe of this valley and it never, ever, ever gets old. Um, so it's, 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 um, and I'm glad you're here and I'm so I'm grateful so that you <laughs> And it's, um, it's this, the future is always bright here and really every day is. is beautiful. It really is. So if there was one yeah. thing you could go back to from prior to March, 2019, oh. 2020, <gasps> what would you miss oh. the most? There's two things that okay. I miss the most. Um, concerts. Oh, um, I miss concerts. I want them back. I want live music again. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, it's in, in the Aspen Valley, we have jazz Aspen and um, the live music here. You know, I think they're actually bringing back um, the music festival this year. Um, so all summer long, you know, you have these music students playing their violin on yeah. the corners and, you know, and it's just, um, I miss that um, a lot. And, um, and I also miss the food and wine festival. 
that was like my favorite weekend of the year and it was canceled, but I think they're having it again this year. Um, that's my favorite weekend of all. I've heard really good Aspen, things about so it. I mean, I'm looking forward so to enjoying fun. it. And I want to go to a concert like at Belly Disney Up. World. Like I want to go hear country music. Yeah. So my last concert that I attended in Aspen was at Belly Up. It was um, Lucas Nelson. Yeah. Who is one of my favorites. He's actually was my neighbor in um, Maui and, uh, and went to the same school as my kids. And so he would come to the school no way. Um, at Montessori in Maui and he'd play for the kids and put on a little concert for the parents. So he's just a good, he's not just talented, but he's a good guy too. And so he came here to Aspen to play. And that was my last show that I attended at Belly Up before COVID and before quarantine. And he pulled me up on stage. No and way. It was like the, one of the best nights of, of my course life. You like, did. Like, I it was it. so much fun. And I missed that. I, I missed think people, that. I think music concerts are going to be like almost impossible to get a ticket to. Because every time I ask mm -hmm. this question, that's what everybody misses the most. Yeah. 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 We got to belly up needs to reopen and have live music again. That's one of the best venues ever to see um, a show because it's so small, intimate it's, and it is. Um, smoke free. Nobody's smoking cigarettes in there. So you, I've you know, never just, been, but I, like the first uh, I can't wait to go. It's I like seeing there. a private concert. It's like yeah, seeing a private it's concert. So it's that small. Yeah. I've seen um, Jane's addiction there. Um, two, New Year's Eve's in a row. I went and saw Jane's Addiction at uh, Belly Up and just some of the best memories. Um, it's another reason why Aspen's so great. It really is such a special place and I'm so grateful <laughs> we came here and found you. And um, it was such so an grateful. adventure. Yeah, it was yeah. such an adventure coming here. And I just wanted to be able to share with people what makes this place so magical. And well, you're, you're so brave and I really, I really admire um, your bravery and courage to make such a big move like that. Um, you know, not everybody could do that. And, Thank you. Um, and I really admire that in you and I'm proud of you and I'm grateful that you chose me. Um, I think the universe made this all happen. I really truly believe everything happens for a reason and um, we were meant to meet. And, Me um, and I do also believe that Aspen chooses its residents. Oh, do you? I, you know, I do. This is what I think the mountains are a magnet. I think we're all, we all have some sort of common thread here. All the locals are, are, are strong, courageous, brave survivors. It's not mm. an easy place to live. It's beautiful. No, you're right. Don't get actually. me wrong. It's not easy. The you gotta have grit. Long, you gotta be you cool. You gotta have, you gotta have grit. And yeah. I think we're all, we all have that in common. Um, but I do truly believe the mountains choose its residents. Aspen chooses, chose you. Um, you're meant to be here and um, welcome, welcome to the neighborhood. <laughs> thank you, Lisa. And thank you for coming on my show. And I also wanted you to be on here in case anybody really is planning on following us. I want them to work yes. with you. So, uh, well, I hope I made it a fun experience. You um, made it the best experience. First yeah. time I've ever brought a realtor on my show, but I'm so <laughs> fascinated in the way that families are really changing the way that they live and what they want and, and how mm -hmm. different it was, you know, buying our home in the Heights in Houston and then selling it four years later, just the difference in what families were looking for in that four-year span 
Um, mm -hmm. Totally mm -hmm. fascinated by it. I've never seen mm -hmm. such a cultural change in my lifetime and mm -hmm. being part of it has been so cool. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, if anybody is planning on following us, I just don't think there's anyone else better to work with. So oh, Lisa, thank you thank for joining you. me. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And uh, yeah, hopefully they'll be following your footsteps and you're inspiring um, a lot of families out there to make the move. Um, oh, thank you. It's worth it. We yeah, if you're somebody you surround yourself with your friends, what more I would you ask that. for? I also you know? feel like people travel here all the time. So I'm going to get to see people. You know, it's not like mm -hmm. I'm in the middle of nowhere. It's a place people come to visit. Mm -hmm. But if it's something you're thinking of, it has been a really amazing adventure. And I know it's not possible for everybody just to move in the middle of their lives, but mm -hmm. um, I'm sure I'm grateful for as crazy as it's been moving <laughs> us here. We joke that like, it'll be a year before our house is situated, at least. Um, it, it's been totally worth it. And um, it happens gradually one day at a time. So thank you again, it, it Lisa. Does. My pleasure. Thank and you. Thank you all for listening. Um, you've been listening to Look Ma No Hands. I'm your host, Laura Max Rose, and I'll join you again next time. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Look Ma No Hands. I'm Laura Max Rose, and you can follow me on Instagram at Laura Max Rose to stay up to date on upcoming episodes and the behind the scenes of my life with my own two daughters. If you like this episode and are enjoying Look Ma No Hands, the best way you can help me spread the word is to leave a review on Apple Podcast. This is the single best way to help me reach a larger audience and share these conversations with everyone who needs to hear them. If you love something you just heard, you can also take a screenshot of the episode and share it on social media. There might be someone you know who needs to hear what you just heard, and that's another great way to make sure they do. Thank you for joining me every week. I'm grateful for each and every one of you. More next time. Mom, mom, mom.